Hi, everyone. Welcome back to For the Girls. Today, we're bringing you a very cool, very special episode to get you all excited for the upcoming inaugural Vegas Grand Prix in November. As we all know, this race is stirring up all sorts of hype and everyone is ready for the full Las Vegas experience, especially us. And we know teams have already been promoing it like crazy. Drivers are super excited. They're going to be racing on Saturday night instead of Sunday, right down the iconic Vegas Strip. Today, we're lucky enough to be joined by two pretty incredible guests to talk about the Vegas GP and everything that they have in store. So we have the legendary David Coulthard, XF1 driver for McLaren, Red Bull, and Williams, and the highest scoring British driver of all time at the time of his retirement in 2008. And we have Guy Horner, the CEO of TBA Group, which is the exciting sports and entertainment experiential events company that works with everyone from Red Bull to Beyonce to the Olympics. And yes, he is Christian Horner's brother. The Vegas fan experience is going to be super unique, and there's going to be lots of VIP experiences and hospitality suites up and down the strip. But both David and Guy have really got a great thing going. They've teamed up with McLaren to host the incredible Vista Las Vegas event, and we're going to talk to them about it. So without further ado, let's jump in. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to For the Girls. We are so excited to be here today. David Coulthard needs no introduction. He is a British driver who drove for Williams, Red Bull, for McLaren, his very illustrious career. He won 13 Grand Prix, collected over 60 podiums, and at the time of his retirement, he was the highest scoring British driver of all time. David retired as a driver in 2008, now one of the most familiar faces in F1 broadcasting, analysis, journalism. David, we cannot wait to discuss your thoughts and involvement in the sport, especially surrounding Vegas, McLaren, Vista, the American audience, and much more. Yeah, well, thank you very much for that big build-up. I can only disappoint <laughs> after that. It's so embarrassing. It seems like a lifetime ago. It's 15 years <laughs> since I slipped on the Nomex and uh, I pretend to be a Grand Prix driver. But uh, anyway, still involved with the sport, still passionate about it and looking forward to the continued growth in America. Yeah, Yeah. well, speaking of, so we're so happy to have you here. Just to start off, can you tell us briefly about your current involvement in F1 and made you what made you want to get involved with the Vegas GP and especially the Vista race experience? Okay, well, uh, since I retired at the end of 2008, I initially started working as a pundit uh, for BBC, and uh, I knew that uh, my time as a driver had come to an end, but my passion for the sport hadn't. So what do you do if you can't do it anymore? You talk about it. And that, uh, that, that led uh, a couple of years later to, to founding a production company called Whisper. And Whisper TV is uh, now many, many years down the line, has now uh, grown to having 250 employees. We do Formula One. We do women's rugby, football, cricket, sailing, you name it. We do it. And Sony own Amazing. Um, but on that journey, uh, not content with uh, broadcasting I go to a lot of events and many of them are great but many of them are just okay and that mm-hmm. just didn't seem very Formula One because Formula One mm-hmm. aspires to be the best now we obviously don't always achieve it but no harm in aiming for it and uh, anyway that led to me partnering with Guy Horner who just happens to be the brother of Christian Horner, who runs Rebel Racing Guy had a very successful existing business TBA in the event space and anyway we found a velocity and um, we've been growing over the last several years as a motorsports focused agency. And the obvious next challenge, uh, given <laughs> that we're going to Vegas, was to see if we can 
create the ultimate viewing package experience. And so we've partnered with Dre's, we're calling it Vista. We've got McLaren obviously on board as, as our partner team and uh, a lot of uh, good connection to them in the past. Because as you mentioned, or as was mentioned at the beginning, I drove for them for many years. So let's talk a little bit about Vegas. It's obviously going to be a very unique setting. I think the event that you're putting on is going to be especially unique in that sense. How do you think Vegas is going to impact the atmosphere of the race weekend? It's going to be very different from the typical race weekend. So what are you most excited for? Yeah, I, I think every Grand Prix has its own USP, but Vegas is Vegas. I've been there yeah. many, many times over the years. Uh, my my good friend Guy Liberty is the founder of Circus Soleil. So every time wow. he did a show there, I would go out and support him and the team. Um, so uh, Vegas has a unique uh, setting. Um, obviously, doing it uh, in November might prove somewhat challenging in terms of temperature because I believe temperatures can drop uh, quite a lot in the evening. It's going to be a Saturday yeah. evening show. Um, which I think will just, you know, capture uh, already what is a global audience. But um, there's no question it will be like the, you know, the big fight nights uh, where the world will be watching Saturday oh, evening, cool. the Formula One cars head down the strip. Um, Americans do sport entertainment brilliantly. And us Europeans are <laughs> learning from that. Um, but we catch on pretty quickly. And, you know, I think that under Liberty's ownership, we've got Miami, we've got uh, Austin and Texas, uh, but Vegas is the one they're promoting, and it's going to be, um, right. you know, very very uh, interesting to see what what new thing they can unleash um, as a promoter in collaboration with, um, you know, the the city of Las Vegas. Yeah. So speaking of American fandom and American races, we're obviously American, and we're thrilled about having three races, and especially the addition of Vegas and a night race, as you mentioned. What's it been like for you, who's been so involved in the sport for a very long time, to see that growth in America, see the sport change a lot? And how do you feel like Vegas plays into that even more than Austin has, than even Miami has? Yeah, I think that is a, is a good point. Formula One has struggled over the decades to really get a foothold in America. You know, you've got so many great sports there that serve the audience fantastically well. And, you know, I think Formula One, at certain points was was a little bit confusing the the the, mm. the you know it's not like nascar or indycar where there's right. constant overtaking constant entertainment it's more of a chess match and there's a lot more technology mm. uh, i think that you know the other great yeah. motorsports championships in america would acknowledge that formula one is the pinnacle in terms of automotive technology so i think uh, just it takes a slightly more sophisticated audience um the perfect storm of um the horrible situation of covid netflix doing the thing with Drive to Survive, I think captured an audience that needed content. And suddenly we've got a growth market. Uh, I think Vegas will uh, undoubtedly bring its own unique sort of fairy dust, uh, which with the greatest respect to Miami as a day race and Austin as a day race, which are you know two great cities, as you know, um, the, it just won't be the same vibe as under the lights uh, with <laughs> all of the backdrop of, of Las Vegas. And um, yeah, I'm, look, I'm really... I'm really excited about it. Um, as I mentioned before the call, I'm heading out there this afternoon. Um, my team have been out there repeatedly, of course, with the, the setup, but I want to go personally and and see um, how things are progressing and and just make sure that we we really deliver for the audience. That's so great. So speaking of, can you give us some insight into Savista three-day experience? What's in store? What it, What are your team working on right now? 
Yeah, well, as as mentioned, and for those who are familiar with Las Vegas, they'll, they'll know the the Dre's location, uh, rooftop uh, entertainment space overlooking the Strip. Um, what we are going to do is is redress it. Um, we're partnered, as I mentioned, with McLaren Formula One team, who, uh, although not winning at the moment, are definitely a team on the move, uh, getting some podiums. Close, yeah, yeah, with Lando <laughs> and and I think there's a you know a lot of affinity with. Um, you know McLaren and 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 the states and and hopefully there's there's a a good following for them and a good support uh, and having driven nine seasons I have a, obviously a, a soft spot for them as a as a team so great partners to have Zach Brown uh, an ex racer an ex uh, uh, competitor mine actually many moons ago but he's the CEO mm. there uh, heads the, heads the the vision of the team up and you know together we want to really give the ultimate um you know viewing and entertainment experience which every every aspect of formula one whether it's paddock club which is you know directly run and operated by formula one itself and you know you have you know fantastic location there above pit lane and and what have you but there's obviously certain restrictions that come with that which um we we won't have the the, the same issues there costing wise will be a price point which is uh, more affordable as well um but you know you 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 get what you pay for, of course, but uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to deliver a, a quality product and somewhere that I would, you know, I want to take my 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 friends and and my family there. You know, I've already got a, a number of people that I want to host in the thing, so it's it's it has to be something that's worthy of my thirty years in the sport. And what's it been like working so closely with McLaren? I know you just mentioned it, but after having been on the team for so long and seeing them have this amazing past few races and. Uh, part of the season before summer break has it just been super exciting being in the thick of it all yeah because a lot of the people there of course I, I know from from many right. years the sport as I mentioned Zach Brown and um, you know the the drivers of course I'm I'm an old driver now um, but I, you know you still you're sort of band of brothers you know exactly the challenge that they're going through modern Formula One has got its own unique set of driving requirements but the the basis of taking a uh, aerodynamic vehicle around a racetrack quickly has remained the same since uh-huh. you know Senna <laughs> or Schumacher or, or going way back beyond that and you know I think it was the 80s the last time Formula One was in Las Vegas in a car park somewhere I, I, yeah. I was certainly alive but I, I don't remember watching that one but you know now we've got a custom-built street circuit um, I'm really looking forward to, to working with with the guys at McLaren to, to you know deliver something special. So speaking of circuits, curious when you were a driver, what your favorite circuit was and how you think Vegas will kind of stack up against traditional circuits and racing down the strip. Obviously, the spectacle will be incredible, but beyond that. Yeah, it's a, it's going to be a fairly high speed street circuit. You know, I yeah. raced um, on a number of street circuits over my career in Formula One, uh, Monte Carlo, of course, and Singapore was uh, their first year of Singapore street race was my last year in Formula One. Um, but I was always pretty good in street circuits. You know, I won Monaco a couple of times, um, crashed out a couple of times, but, uh, you know, thankfully (laughs) picked up the trophy a couple of times. So street circuits, I felt comfortable on, I guess it's a little bit like Checo Perez, you know, he goes well (laughs) and then kind of struggles a little bit relative to Max and a lot of other circuits, but yeah, you, you've got to be very precise on, on a street track. We've got Saudi, we have Singapore, uh, we have obviously Vegas now with Monaco, I'm probably missing one off. Uh, hopefully that would be embarrassing if I, if I missed another street track. But anyway, um, it, it's it, taking Formula One to the people is proving more and more popular rather than 
taking them out of the city to a, a yeah. customer track. And I think the cities appreciate it, the promoters, because as soon as the action on track is finished, people are you know very close to the bars, the restaurants, and ready <laughs> to get on with the socializing. So speaking of kind of along the same lines of that and and your experience in Formula One, you mentioned the Checo and Max discrepancy or disparity a little bit, but what has been your favorite storyline as a, as a commentator and broadcaster this season? Well, uh, one of the most bizarre um, sort of lines that I heard early on was like, ah, oh, you know, Red Bull is just going to dominate and there's not going to be any competition. Well, yes, Max is a bit of a winning machine right now, but it's been incredibly close in terms of pace yeah. and qualifying. And yeah. okay, in the race, he stretches his legs, he makes better use of the tires, and you know he's just at one with that car. But I, I, if you put him to one side, Formula One is is very close in that that sort of top ten, top nine, or top top nine from second down uh, is incredibly close uh, and beyond. So that really gives me a lot of uh, you know excitement for the future of Formula One in terms of how the regulations are set and how people will inevitably close the gap to to Max as time goes on. Um, you know, history would suggest that one dominates forever, but we should admire what he's achieving right now whilst watching the others jockey for position. Um, there's not really been that many sort of uh, any scandal or rumor. We haven't no. had <laughs> the wheel to wheel battle that we had between Max and Lewis, which obviously. Um, you know, people were either on the Max side or the Lewis side. And it, it's always good, isn't it, to sort of have the the the, the warring factions. Um, we have that truth. here on the podcast, too. <laughs> Are you really? Oh, you have a big disagreement? As to, so who, you know, apologies, I don't know. So who's for which team? I'm a Red Bull fan, so I'm constantly reminding them that even if Max is winning by a lot, we should be appreciating seeing such sporting excellence. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I, I so. I'm a big Mercedes fan, but I do recognize great. You know, I, I recognize <laughs> the history that Max is is making right now. But yes, I stand with Mercedes and Lewis, especially on the wheel to wheel battles of 2021. <laughs> and I'm just I'm just the referee. I stir the pot. I get them excited for each of their different sides, and then I like to to watch them go back and forth. <laughs> well, look, that's the great thing about sport. It, it's it brings out a passion in us and. You know, sport connects with all young and old, you know, male and female and everything in between. And and yeah, I, I you know, I sit on on the situation and the position, I should say, where I just love to witness something exceptional because all these sports guys are, are, are all good and all professional sport, they should all be good. But it's the exceptions, isn't it? The exceptional you know, basketball player or the exceptional soccer player or the exceptional Formula One driver. And whether that's a Lewis, um, who undoubtedly is, is one of the greatest drivers in the history of the sport, you know, whether it's Max who's come in and, and beat him up a little bit and, and got his <laughs> elbows out and, you know, many other great drivers over the history of time. Um, they're making, they're making the history by, by their desire, by their hunger and by the team, of course, you know, they've got to have a good car under them. You know, Fernando is a perfect example. If you don't have a great car, he's been, pretty much in the wilderness the last few years and then suddenly right. Aston give him a good car certainly at the beginning of the year and it's like he's back you know and yeah. better than ever he seems to be not fading but it, it does look as if Aston haven't kept up in the development race so it's making it more difficult for him to be in amongst that battle but what a dream that would be to see you know Fernando Lewis and Max going toe-to-toe -to -toe <laughs> at some point during the year 
definitely. I mean, watching the cool down room when the three of them are on podium has been such a treat. And yeah. <laughs> Fernando seems very happy <laughs> right now, which maybe a little less so as over the past couple of races, but it's really nice to see greats back up there battling, which is so fun. So for you as a commentator and a broadcaster, you get a front row seat to a lot of this. And obviously you've, you were a front row seat as a driver. What's the transition been like, you know, as a common commentator, broadcaster, what are some of your favorite things about that role? The thing I enjoy most is I don't crash cars anymore and I don't lose receipts <laughs> anymore because although although I had some success and I won some Grand Prix, clearly there were better drivers than than me. At that you know I I had my best, I did my best, I, I retired with no feeling of what could have been. Um, but it's 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 okay. It's not as tough as being born into adversity, but in sporting terms, it's tough. It's hard. It's physically and mentally draining. It's the first thing you think about. When you wake up in the morning, it's the last thing you think about when you go to bed at night, and it just dominates your life. And it's a wonderful, wonderful place to live, uh, being a professional sports person, which essentially means your sporting passion you get paid for. How cool right. is that? Um, yeah. So I'm I'm not going to complain, but I definitely, you know, coming to the end of my career, you you times still for no man is the expression, uh, no person uh, is probably a better expression nowadays, but. Um, you, you know, everyone has their moment. And whether it was Schumacher, who wasn't quite as good at the end of his career, mm -hmm. um, uh, Fernando seems to be bucking that 40-year-old trend. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Lewis, Max, all of these guys will eventually be surpassed by some up-and-coming talent. The next generation should always be better. Otherwise, we're not progressing as human beings. That's so great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited for Vegas and Vista and getting to see it all in action. We hope you have an awesome trip out and that you have enough fun to keep bringing um, this energy to the U.S. So thanks so much for joining us. And we're so excited to see where all this goes. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, see you at Vista for a little glass of sparkles. <laughs> There's the other thing. Yes. When you don't drive, I can have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to that. We all need a little extra health booth sometimes, and Fleur Marche makes it easy for us to supercharge our wellness. Their botanical wellness patches have been such a fun addition to our routine. We just stick them on wherever we want. They have them for sleep, relaxation, focus, and other things. And the patch delivers ingredients to your body in a subtle but effective way, and the results last up to 12 hours. Fleur Marche also has botanical gummies and their new organic nutritional powder, Green Machine. They only use the best ingredients and are tested for potency, contaminants, and heavy metals before and after production. And one of our favorite things, we also love that the company is founded and inspired by women with the mission of helping us feel 100% every single day so that we can have full energy and crush it every day. Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with promo code for the girls at checkout. Orders over $50 also get free shipping. Go to fleurmarche, F-L-E-U-R-M-A-R-C-H-E.com. Use code for the girls for 20% off your first order. Women's health is so important and balanced hormones are key for that. We've been loving Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth, who's committed to making women's lives easier. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, science-backed herbal extracts that help the body adapt to stressors like hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. 
We love it because it helps us maintain optimal hormone levels and supports our mood and general well-being. There is a reason that one bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code F1Rthegirls at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code F1Rthegirls for 15% off today. All right. We are super excited to be joined here by Guy Horner, who is the CEO of the TBA Group, which is an experience maker that works around the world to deliver unique experiences across sports, consumer brands, entertainment. They really do it all. And they've done work for F1, Extreme, Red Bull, Aston Martin, uh, along with other massive events like a Beyonce tour and Olympics closing ceremony. So really across the board, we're super, super excited to chat. Thank you for joining us, Guy. Pleasure. Nice to see you. So we are obviously very excited to chat all things Vegas and the Vista event. But uh, first, let's talk a little bit about Formula One from an events perspective. What makes it so exciting? Why are you guys excited about the F1 market and the audience in particular. I think right before we got on and clicked record, you were telling us about a pretty awesome event you did a few years ago. So why don't you just give us a little bit of background on that? Well, I mean, Formula One has just exploded over the last few years with Netflix and Drive to Survive, and certainly in the States. Um, but uh, it's, you know, it's been a massive global sport for quite a while. Um, it, it's really sort of uh, uh, come to um, bigger heights and Vegas is going to be, the climax of that later on in this year. Uh, but, it, you know, it's exhilarating, it's exciting, there's glamour, there's danger, um, <laughs> you know, drivers are putting lives at risk. Um, there's the glamour of places like Monaco, Miami now, Vegas, um, Singapore night race. So it's mm -hmm. a real, all those things. And I think now fans can sort of see the stories behind just the racing, can see, you know, the driver contracts and trials and tribulations and the arguments and disputes and the politics of Formula One. It's a pretty exciting sort of um, uh, hot pot of, uh, you know, fun and green, make yeah. it re really good viewing and really exciting. You know, there's there's only 10 teams, 20 drivers. Um, it's a very exclusive club. Yeah, it is so cool to see all of that. It's That was a big reason I think we got into the sport, uh, you know, however many years ago is just the intimacy of it and the number of different angles and entertainment with which you can really understand and get to know what's going on behind the scenes. And even more so from kind of an in-person event experience as well. We've been, we've been lucky to go to a, a handful of Grand Prix, but it's been, it's been incredible, but on to Vegas and to Vista, which is going to be super unique, super fun. Tell us a bit about what that experience is going to look like. How's Vegas going to be different than other tracks when it comes to hospitality and the fan experience? Everybody's excited about Vegas, even the drivers and the team principal, yeah. you know, and the teams it's, it, it's going to be huge. It's the entertainment capital of the world and probably the sexiest, most exciting sport in the world is is coming to vegas which is formula one which is so hot right now so it's going to be a massive massive event in uh, in, in november and you know liberty guys and lvgp are doing a great job in an amazingly short period of time of, of pulling together uh, a formula one race on, on the streets of vegas you know down the strip um it's going to be incredible expectations are super high um and we're really excited to be creating uh vista 
with McLaren, the iconic McLaren Formula One team uh, led by Zach Brown. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be amazing. Uh, vistas uh, at Drath on top of the Cromwell, right looking over the strip opposite the famous fountains. and Amazing. So cool. Tab. So really, uh, really in the action, uh, you know, as the cars scream down um, the strip from... Uh, sort of Treasure Island and the wind end down to the Cosmo uh, before heading around the circuit back to the pits. So um, they're going to be coming fast, a uh, uh, full whack. That's great. I'm getting such a good visual here. I've never been to Vegas, but you called out all the right landmarks for me to just place it in my mind. So well, <laughs> very exciting. That's that's what we were excited about with Vista because, uh, you, you know, the teams, the pits, um, Formula One Paddock Club, you know, is all where the pit complex is, which is going to be amazing. Uh, we wanted to do something different for fans and VIPs um, and our celebrity guests right on the strip. So uh, Dre's is pretty iconic in Vegas um, as, you know, the biggest and best roof terrace um, yeah. overlooked strip. So um, why not um, bring in uh, the, the McLaren um, team and colors and, and, and create something really unique up there? So we're we're really pumped about it and it's um it's going to be a lot of fun amazing so tell us a little bit more about the partnership with mclaren why did you choose them or what made you want to partner with them to get this event up and off the ground well look you know mclaren is one of the most successful iconic formula one teams um on the grid and uh you know they are doing super well at the moment which is great for, for yeah, for yeah. and uh an Oscar of late, the season's really turned around. But, you know, David was a McLaren driver for, mm -hmm. for, for years. Uh, McLaren have a lot of sponsors and partners and guests. Um, we know the guys really well. Um, we've been working with them on other projects. Um, and uh, it was a sort of natural fit. We were having a conversation. Um, and, you know, they were looking at opportunities where, you know, they could host more guests and really increase the fan experience and create something different. Um, and they're creative guys at McLaren. You know, you can see how they, they've turned their creativity <laughs> cargo faster. Well, you know, in terms of hospitality as well, they wanted to create something different with us, with Velocity. And, um, you know, that's really going to give a different Vegas feel to hospitality. It's, it's not going to be like... Um, normal hospitality and, and that's what we love doing at TBA is you know shaking it up whether it's Olympics whether it's motorsport um, whether it's football um, and uh, disrupting a little and, and and doing something really premium and cool but um, it's going to be very Vegas and very Formula One all mashed together so <laughs> we're thrilled about that and one cool thing about the McLaren angle is America there are so many American McLaren fans from whether that's from Netflix or whatever but just the partnership I feel like that McLaren has and the name they have in America is so cool so I think it'll capture a really incredible audience I mean McLaren is obviously part American owned as well um it's an iconic a lot of, most of the teams as you know are based in the UK I think eight out of yeah. ten yeah and McLaren amazing headquarters of the MTC but yeah uh, the, the the history of McLaren is insane and you know they're involved under Zach's leadership with um with uh, Indy uh with Extreme E uh with Formula E so McLaren racing um is, is a beast that goes uh, beyond Formula One but Formula One of course is the pinnacle and mm -hmm. and uh, you know the really exciting bit and as you guys have seen you know the last few races, Lando and Oscar have been right up there yeah. uh, with, with the with the Red Bulls. Uh. We're excited about that. <laughs> and who, who are you fans of? 
That's a great question. We, we have we we had this we had this conversation with David this morning because we were talking about how it's fun for him to witness the split between drivers and be able to talk about it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I am like a mediator between Sarah and Tiggy who have an intense rivalry. <laughs> so I'll let you guys talk about it. It's a respectful but intense rivalry rivalry. <laughs> Um, I'm a big Mercedes fan and a big Lewis Hamilton fan. And Sarah is on the other side of the yes, aisle. I'm a Red Bull fan. <laughs> um, I'm a big Max You're... fan, but we are loving seeing McLaren get back up there. And that's been just one of our favorite storylines this season that even when there's such, when, when Red Bull has such a dominant car right now, that there can be such a strong fight for, um, kind of the upper, upper midfield and McLaren's performance has just been amazing. Well, Sarah, my my brother would certainly be friends with you. He'll be <laughs> friends. Um, the, uh, it's amazing what Rebel have achieved and continue to achieve. But uh, we're we're pleased to see McLaren up there as well. I think I think Rebel are as well. You know, the sport needs competition. You know, it's great to see uh, George and Lewis when they're up there. You know, hopefully the Ferraris can get back up there because uh, I think everybody wants to be close. I think yeah. you know people like drive when it's close. He wants to race. He wants to win, but he wants to race. So, yeah, you know, uh, hopefully the other teams will uh, will, will catch up. Um, you know, it's all pretty tight now with the new regulations and cost cap and stuff. So um, I think history's proved itself that um, everyone will start to copy the good bits on other people's cars <laughs> and, and, and the, field, the field will get closer. Um, so it's going to be a really exciting second half of the year. And I think, you know, talking to Christian is that lead they've got in the first half of the year. They're not complacent as they know yeah. all the teams coming at them in the second half of the year. So bring it on. I think, you know, as we get to the sharp end to sort of, uh, you know, Vegas uh, and the last few races, Mexico, Abu Dhabi, even though the championship might be wrapped up, uh, the racing is going to be fierce, um, you know, going into next season. Yeah. And yeah. that's something we've always been huge fans of too. I mean, it's awesome when you're witnessing greatness, but at the same time, it's also really fun to see some really high quality midfield fights happening. So we're also here for that. Okay. You know, the, the drivers, as you guys know, are, you know, the best drivers in the world. And as David will have said, you know, he was a driver for many seasons. You've got to be all in and, and, and totally committed. Um, and, you know, the hundreds, thousands of a second that splits them sometimes in qualifying is just insane. So they're all super talented and, and right on the edge. And uh, as you say, there's some amazing battles down the midfield and some amazing overtakes. You know, uh, Checo's proved a few times coming from perhaps out of grid position how well um, he can do. Um, and, and of course, you know, Lando is an amazing uh, racer and overtaker. I think here Max have got a lot of respect between them. Yeah. I saw that they they were partying at Tomorrowland with Martin Garrix <laughs> after the race. So they're obviously having a bit of time off. Yeah. Um, Oscar Piastri, what a talent he is. You know, yeah. I mean, Mark, Mark Webber, who, who who raced with my brother at Red Bull and was very successful. Mark's a canny character, a smart guy. And, you know, he, uh, putting Oscar into the McLaren, uh, you know, he's really showed how quick he is. And I think that's super exciting to see as well. Maybe maybe it will be a papaya victory in uh, in <laughs> Vegas. That, that would be fun for McLaren Vista anyway. Yes. We're well, rooting we'll, for that. We'll hope for that. Before <laughs> every race, we always do we, we always do hot takes. And I was curious to hear what your ideal hot take podium would be for the Vegas event. But it sounds like a McLaren. Maybe two McLarens and a Red Bull up there would be perfect for you. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, 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 I've got split loyalties, but I'm slightly <laughs> thought 
it'd be amazing to see uh, McLaren up there. I'm sure they will be up there. Um, you know, Ferrari, we haven't mentioned at all really, is an iconic team. And, you know, everybody loves to see Ferrari doing well. And, and, and they've got a couple of great drivers there. So hopefully they can get their act together. And of course, the, you know, the Lewis-Max rivalry, uh, I think, which was so defining, um, you know, of the 21 season, everyone would love to see, I'm sure, them going wheel to wheel down the down the strip in Vegas. But um, for me, yeah, you know, hopefully McLaren can continue to, you know, keep their their, their progress and their amazing form. And uh, it, uh, it'll be a lot of fun on the Dre's roof terrace. <laughs> We are so excited. And what do you think about F1 putting so much energy and investment into the Vegas race and also just expanding to the American audience in general? And is Vista kind of part of that effort to connect with the American audience? I think Liberty have shown time and again that they're they're smart guys and girls who know what they're doing. I think, you know, when they came into Formula One, everyone was like, prove it to us. What are you going to do? And that that goes for the teams as well. And, you know, you look at the value they've created, uh, the fan engagement, uh, the, 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 the fan base has grown, the content. They're doing a great job. No one can dispute that. And they know what they're doing with Vegas. It's a massive bet. You know, Vegas know how to put on shows and entertainment better than anyone else in the world. And I think <laughs> um, it's a really exciting combination. Um, it's... Uh, it's it's not a small investment um and it's uh you know the the proof will be in the pudding i think it'll be a massive race this year and, and probably next year i think the longevity over the 10 years is interesting as you know once it settles down and maybe the the hype dies down a little is it going to be the um kind of diamond on the calendar like monaco has been for so many years or does it then become vegas and that's like the race to attend uh, but certainly this year no question it's uh it's going to be pretty insane. When you look at Miami last year, I don't know whether you guys were there, but um, uh, it was uh, it was fun, but it was carnage. It was, you know, just <laughs> crazy celebrities and global CEOs of all the top companies and broadcast and media um, calmed down a little bit this year. Uh, but uh, all the races in America are supercharged, right? Austin's a fantastic race as well. You know, great city, fantastic atmosphere. Um, I think, you know, well over 300,000 people last year. So, yeah, there's a lot of expectation for Vegas. And, uh, you know, we're, we work at and activated a lot of races across the season, but we're, we're super enthusiastic to, um, uh, you know, to, to be uh, involved with uh, uh, the race weekend uh, this November in Vegas. Yeah, we cannot wait. One thing David said this morning was that, Formula One strives to be the best in everything. And Vegas also is the best at, you know, throwing events and doing a lot of that. And that combination is, I feel like, almost unbeatable. As CEO, what are you, what are your aspirations, you know, at the end of the Vegas weekend when all is said and done? Like, what does the success look like for you, um, you know, for this first year in Vegas? Well, I guess the... You know, the 1,500 guests that we've got up on the terrace, we want them to have had an amazing time. We want them to have created, you know, memories there uh, mm-hmm. that they're never going to forget. And if we've created something different, obviously you want it, everyone to it to run smoothly and have a great time, have a, a, a you know, a, a clean race with, with no uh, big incidents. Um, but if it, you know, to go off well, um, it's just going to be spectacular. 
we want uh, we we want it to be fun for everybody. McLaren Vista is going to be different to you know, the other things going on. There's going to be so much happening in Vegas that weekend. This, I think, as a as a team experience, you know, linked with McLaren Formula One is going to be really authentic and intimate. Um, because it is an extension of the McLaren team and, um, you know, with um, the insights and access to the team over the weekend and the drivers coming up, all David's old gang and drivers <laughs> and friends up and, and a whole host of um, celebs um, that we've got coming. It's going to be a really fun place. I think everybody's going to have a wild time and uh, it's it, it's going to be, you know, great, great fun. And yeah, we'll look back on the weekend, um, I think, excited and and there's always then learnings into year two and and, and so on but for for us as a as a company um you know obviously formula one is one of the key sports we're involved in and we've got olympics next year and rugby world cup so we're always benchmarking and you know we want to make sure that it's a different experience mm. and some in terms of hospitality that's red, redefining hospitality i think now you go to a race people want to be casual informal people want to hang out you know with formula one as well you want to look at the screens you want to be able to sort of dip into the action on track and then be able to get the information on screen of you know mm -hmm. where where people are, uh, you know what's going on around the track so all of that comes together to make it really exciting Wow. Well, it definitely sounds like you have all the right ingredients to make a pretty unforgettable weekend. So we're really, really thrilled to see to see it all go down. And it's been so wonderful talking to you and talking to David this morning just to get a sense of all of the excitement. So thank you so much for your time. Well, hopefully, guys, we're going to see you there. I think Sarah might be in the Rebel Energy Station, not in McCarran Vista. <laughs> Yeah, we'll catch her another time. <laughs> welcome, uh, welcome you up onto the uh, onto the terrace, and uh, you uh, you should do a podcast from up there. Yes, we absolutely will. <laughs> That's the plan. Thank you so much. We can't wait. Great to see you guys.